are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C-Pat11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that. If you want more of us, Colby and I are a bit under the weather today, so it's going to be a pretty chill show. We're going to go over, go over a fun exercise where we put together our Mariners Mount Rushmore, the four most prominent Mariners in organizational history. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. But before we get into our Mount Rushmore today, some unfortunate news revolving around the Mariners came down Julio Cruz, former Mariners, second baseman and uh, Spanish telecast broadcaster, uh, unfortunately passed away today uh, at the age of 67 from prostate cancer. He, uh, of course went on to steal a ton of bases, uh, with the Mariners and, uh, 343 in his career. That's really what he was known for a good defender as well. Uh, he was inducted into the Hispanic heritage baseball museum hall of fame back in 2004 um, and obviously has, has, like I said, has been a part of the Spanish telecast uh, for the Mariners since the early 2000s. Um, just really involved in the organization, uh, obviously played with the Mariners and made his MLB debut in their inaugural season. It was a, it was a sad thing to uh, see that come across the, uh, across Twitter today. Um, Colby, you know, uh, I, I know you tweeted about it. Uh, when the news came through, uh, how do you feel about the uh, the passing of uh, Julio Cruz? Yeah, it's um, as you said, it's it's quite sad. Um, Julio Cruz was mm-hmm. an original Mariner. He was, you know, he was mm-hmm. here on day one, and and he was kind of one of the Mariners' first, um, not stars, but kind of one of their first fan favorites. Um, because of his his base stealing ability, and he was pretty slick with the glove at second base. Um, and honestly, you know, there, there may not be a more underappreciated Mariner uh, than Julio Cruz because, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, he's been on the Spanish broadcast call since uh, 2003, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you talk about, you know, 17 years doing that. You talk about another seven, uh, pl- you know, actually playing for the Mariners. You're talking about, almost 25 years dedicated to uh, to the franchise. And, and that's that's really a, an impact that shouldn't be overlooked here. Um, you know, it really is an unfortunate loss. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it's a it's a bummer. You know, it, it's it, it's tough to put into words. Julio Cruz was not a player that I grew up watching. Um, I knew about him. Mm-hmm. of course but he wasn't a player that i grew up watching i don't don't listen listen to the spanish broadcast of mariner games but one of the things that's really you know obvious is that you can't find really anybody who's willing to say a bad word about the guy he seemed like he was just a, a stand-up dude um mm-hmm. he was well liked in the industry and 
obviously the Mariners have had and maintained this relationship with him for 25 plus years. Um, that kind of speaks to the character of who Julio Cruz was. Um, we did get a, a pretty interesting tweet uh, last night after I, I tweeted it late last night um, mm-hmm. from one of our CTZ listeners. And uh, he had mentioned that Julio Cruz actually coached his little league baseball team. Um, mm. So it was, uh, you know, it was kind of cool to hear stories, uh, story about that. Um, so, yeah, it just seems like he was a real stand up guy who. Uh, Was involved you know, in the community, right? Very involved yeah. in the community, uh, very involved with the Mariners, and and it it just seems like mm-hmm. a guy who uh, who's going to be severely missed, and uh, we'll see what the team mm-hmm. plans to do um, to to honor him. I'm sure there will be something, um, you know, commemorative patches, some, some kind of some kind of plaque in the broadcast room or something like that, um, because mm-hmm. it it does sound like Julio Cruz is you know one of the uh, most well-liked people in the entire organization. So, um, yeah, just a kind of a and sad look, day. And look, this guy, he produced quite a bit on the field. Yeah. He didn't hit for a ton of power, or get on base a ton, but I mean, when he did get on base, dude stole a ton of bags. Like I said, he had mm-hmm. over 40 steals for, I believe six straight seasons, seven straight seasons. 1978, he had a career-high 59 steals. I mean, that's ridiculous. And he had 49 the year after, 45 the year after that, 43 the year after that, 46 the year after that, and then 57 in his uh, in 1983, which was first spent with the Mariners, and then he was traded to the White Sox. The White Sox ended up winning, I think, 100 games that year, 99 games, something like that. Um, he had a really good year that year. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, he, he didn't hit for a ton of power, like I said, but when you have the defensive ability that he had and the on-base ability that he had, um, you know, to wreak havoc on, on the base pass, I mean, that's that's a really, really good player. I mean, he was worth 14 F4 in his career. That's a nice little career, considering his profile. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to know how prolific of a base stealer he was, um does hold or he has a tie for the most consecutive stolen base attempts in the American league without being caught at 32. Um, and he held the Mariners career stolen base mark until each year beat it. Um, so it, it's, it's a little bit more than just, um, you know, he's just a, a guy who was around in the broadcast booth. Julio Cruz was a pretty good player. He, he was successful in 81% of his stolen base attempts. That's extremely high considering, you know, yeah. 300 stolen bases. Um, yeah. He also, I believe, set a record at second base uh, at the time for uh, most consecutive airless games. Um, wow. So, yeah, he was... Uh, he was a he was a good a good ball player and uh, sounds like an even better person. So he will be missed, and uh, you know thoughts mm-hmm. are with the, the family. Um, yep, absolutely. And uh, you know it, it just it's it's a sad day. It really is. Rest in peace to Julio Cruz. Thoughts out to his uh, to his family, loved ones, all those who got to know him. Uh, thoughts to the organization and everyone there as well. Um, yeah, sad day and. Uh, in the Mariners' sphere, um, we're going to be 
looking at players from from Cruz's era and throughout all the eras of uh, of Mariners baseball and and determine who are the four most prominent figures of them all and who would be on our Mariners Mount Rushmore's. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, that is. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. And it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Now, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high in protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many amazing flavors they have to offer. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Mm, Just sounds so good. Now, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners, and thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And just a reminder to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow and it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. So let's do a fun exercise here for the rest of the show. We got about 20 minutes left on our show sheet for the day. And uh, this is something that we did for the uh, Seahawks over at SeahawkMaven.com, which is a site that both Colby and I write for under the sports illustrated and arena group umbrella. And, um, this actually sparked quite a conversation in, in that realm about who would land on the Seahawks Mount Rushmore. And there's a lot of, a lot of choices uh, that you can go over there. It's a lot harder exercise than I think this one will be for the Mariners, but there is an interesting discussion to be had for at least one of the spots. And we'll get to that later, but Colby, there's at least three people that I think are just automatics have to land on this list, right? Um, there's probably four if we were including non-players, um, but we're not Mm -hmm. players only. So unfortunately Dave Niehaus, not eligible for this, but, um, any real Mount Rushmore, he would definitely be on it. So yeah, there's, there's three that are like clearly obvious. Um, I really don't think there's much debate with these three, just the way that they, uh, you know, kind of changed baseball in Seattle locally and internationally. Um, it's just, I just, I don't see much reason to argue over, um, over the, the three names here. Um, should we say them? Cause I feel like everybody knows, like we don't really need to break them down one at a time. Right. Like, I feel like everybody knows the three players we're talking about right now. Yeah. I mean, it has to be King Griffey Jr. Edgar Martinez and Ichiro Suzuki. I don't think there's really any debate about that. Those three guys, they are the faces of the Mariners organization. If you're just thinking about players, right? Great players in the Mariners organization. It's, it starts with those three guys. 
Yeah. And I'm sure there's probably an omission here or two that, that people are yelling at us about. And we're going to get to that later. But yeah, I mean, those three guys, you have it, it begins and, and ends with them. You think about the career that Ichiro etched out in Seattle to play at the level that he did throughout some really bad seasons to start his career in the way that he did on one of the greatest teams of all time and win an MVP as a rookie. Like he has to be on there Griffey for the career that he etched out. I mean, just an absolute amazing player who, I mean, was it only two or three people who didn't vote for him in the hall of fame, which is ridiculous by the way, that's an absolute mistake by those two or three people that didn't vote him into the hall of fame. But, like, and then Edgar, of course. I mean, like, the, I don't even have to say it, really. Like, Edgar has to be on this list. He, I mean, look, Alvin Davis is Mr. Mariner, but, like, he just embodies this organization. Yeah, Ed, like, you cannot talk about the Seattle Mariners, the history of the Seattle Mariners, and not have Edgar be one of the first people you mentioned. Uh, and plus, me, like him and Griffey, right? like the, the the one moment that everyone talks about with the Seattle right. Mariners, the one moment that stands in everyone's mind is the double. And who is at the center of that? It's Griffey and Edgar. Well, it's kind of funny, too, because the other guy uh, that is thrown around in, in that in the double here um, is a guy who would be on our list if we were expanding it beyond players. And that would be Dave Niehaus. So um, it is it is kind yeah. of funny that like the greatest moment in franchise history included three of the like most obvious members of their Mount Rushmore um, as it probably should be. But uh, again, players only for this particular, uh, this particular exercise. So uh, Dave is unfortunately not eligible, but yeah, you, you can't like, there isn't a player. Like when somebody says Seattle Mariners, first player I think of is Edgar Martinez. It's not Griffey, um, mm-hmm. even though that's Absolutely. probably the player. That's probably the player everybody outside of Seattle immediately thinks of um, is, yeah. is Griffey. And for obvious reason, the guy made the Seattle Mariners cool when they were the laughing stock of the organ of the, uh, of the baseball world. So um, he made baseball cool in the early nineties when it was slowly starting to decline. Like Griffey, I get like Griffey is the face of the Mariners probably. Um, but Edgar is, is the heart, the soul, the, you know, the, he's everything uh, to the Mariners. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I would say yeah. that Edgar Griffey, um, like absolute no brainers. And then I think you could potentially leave Ichiro off your list. Um, I think it's a stretch to do so, but Ichiro took the Mariners global, you know, and, and um, yeah. he's one of the most popular athletes in the entire world. And, and just the love and, and the, uh, the joy that uh, he brought to uh, to Mariners fans is is something that's not easily replicable. Well, well, and he changed the landscape for a lot of international players, particularly players yeah. coming over from Japan, offensive players in um, particular. Yeah, because I mean, like think like think about what he was able to accomplish. Like he was the first like guy to come over from overseas and really take the game by storm. Eh, I mean, Hideo Nomo about half a decade earlier kind of did but like sure. for each euro it was it was different because i feel like at that time and, and again i was just getting into baseball so maybe i'm wrong but my my recollection is is that the idea was that like oh well you can go get pitchers from overseas and they they can hang but 
an offensive player hadn't really done it yet. And Ichiro was kind of this risk, uh, I, I guess. Um, and all he did was, you know, win American League Rookie of the Year, uh, most valuable player, lead the league in hits, batting yep. average, stolen bases, like play gold glove defense and, and was the face of. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like no one ever did that before him. Right. right. Like he like. Yeah, you're disrespecting. Like Hideo he, he's Nomo, just but OK. <laughs> no, I'm not disrespecting Hideo Nomo. No, Hideo Nomo, totally great are. player. Nowhere close to Ichiro Suzuki, though. No, no, no. No, no close. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's not a debate, right? But that's also not the debate that we're having today. Anyway, um, yeah. And then, you know, you think about Edgar as well, right? Like, the the way that the that he has been so deeply ingrained into the culture of the organization um, to, you know, later uh, be a part of the coaching staff and then to see how the organization rallied around him and how the fan base rallied around him in his pursuit of the Hall of Fame. I mean, like, that's just like, like it's like you said, right to the outside world. King Griffey Jr. is the face of the Mariners. But I think to the city of Seattle, to the state of Washington, to those that closely follow the team, that's Edgar. Right. Because like, I don't know, just the way that that you see people gravitate to Edgar. It's just different. He's an absolute hero to a lot of people in this town. And, like, to me, honestly, when we were coming up with this list, my first name that I put down wasn't wasn't Griffey or Ichiro. It was Edgar. Yeah, It was like, yeah, Edgar's number one. Who's number two? Okay, Griffey. Right. Who's number three? Ichiro. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I, I feel like Ichiro, if you really wanted to make an argument that he's just outside the top four, I could buy it because some of the guys we're going to talk about in the next segment are certainly deserving mm -hmm. of, of discussion. But I just, you know, when we decided to do this, the first three names that popped into my head in order were Edgar, Griffey, and Ichiro. Well, and, and Dave, but again, players only. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so... Those three are just, to me, they're obvious. Um, so if you don't think Ichiro belongs, I mean, that's fine. I'm not going to, like, debate you on that. I, I, I would disagree with you, though. I, I think Ichiro, in the impact that he had on the game and the franchise, is um, yeah. is probably second only to, to Griffey in terms of nationally and internationally. Locally, Edgar is probably still number one. But Ichiro kept the Mariners re relevant throughout some really, really bad years. Like, yeah. Let's just face it. Right. Like, and, Ichiro was the reason that the Mariners throughout the mid 2000s to late 2000s and early 2010s. He's the reason that they were relevant. He was the reason that they were on, you know, Sunday night baseball every now and then and, and right. whatnot. Right. Like he was the reason that they were on magazine covers still. And there was hype around them every off season or almost every off season. Why there was hope in the Seattle uh, city of Seattle every year. Like, Ichiro was at the core of that, of all of that. Yep. So to me, like, he has to be on here as well, because even throughout the dark ages of this team, and there's been plenty of them, even, you know, we just talked about Julio Cruz in, in his era, right? Like, those were some dark ages as well. But you think about this, the current playoff drought, which is still going on, like, Ichiro may, like, kept the Mariners in the conversation. No matter what, really. Think about the records that he set, just the impact that he had on the game, both internationally and domestically. 
like he he's he's an absolute legend. I just I I I frankly don't even see it as as an argument to be had here. I think he has to be on here definitively. I don't I just pushing him off of this list. I I for some of the other guys that we're going to be talking about and even if we did have Niehaus and some other non-players in here, I'm not pushing off Ichiro for any of them. I'm pushing off the potential fourth person that we're going to be talking about later on for any of the, for like Dave, right? Like I'm not pushing off Ichiro for him though. I just, I, I feel like, you know, Ichiro is, has the weakest case of the, the three, which isn't to say that it's a weak case. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be talking about some, uh, some other possibilities here. Who's going to be our fourth Mariner on the Mount Rushmore. But first, reminder this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so... Ichiro, Griffey, Edgar, those three, they're definitively on our Mount Rushmore for the Mariners. But who's the fourth? We talked about a couple guys, you know, and obviously we're not going to be uh, putting anyone who was a non-Mariner player in the Mariners organization on this Mount Rushmore for this particular exercise. So those couple of guys are, I, I, I would presume, Colby, we haven't talked about this off air really. We talked about it a little bit on our Patreon show yesterday, patreon.com forward slash control the zone. But uh, I would presume that our debate here is going to be uh, pretty much exclusively on Randy Johnson or Felix Hernandez. Am I right? Yeah. Um, again, it kind of depends on what you want to do with, with the Mount Rushmore, though, because somebody like, uh, you know, Jay Buhner is, is certainly. Um, sure going to be on some people's list. Alvin Davis is going to be on some people's list. Dan Wilson, Jamie Moyer. Of course. Um, you know, there, there are guys who are, I mean, I don't know. Somebody might throw Jerry DePoto on there. I don't know. But uh, yeah. It, <laughs> it, <laughs> Julio Rodriguez, if you want to call that putt or but, already. Um, but, but no, by it's, the way, we, we, we joked about a, uh, putting Jerry on this list just to uh, to mess with the people that uh, subtweet us about our love for uh, Jerry DePoto. Are justified. Which isn't, I, would, I, I wouldn't consider necessarily love. I would just say respect and understanding, but that's another conversation. Not blind rage. Yeah. You know, truthfulness. I, I don't know. Call it what you want, but uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's probably, it probably almost certainly, I mean, I think a rod should be in there, but I know that's never going to happen. So it's not even worth like discussing really. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's probably just Felix or, or Randy Johnson, but I do think that there will be some who say Alvin Davis or Jay Buhner or maybe Jamie Moyer, or Dan Wilson, but those feel like stretches. So, and obviously again, because it's players only Lupinella, not eligible. Yeah. So, 
yeah, it's 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 Felix or, or Randy, I think. So, all right. Obviously, Randy Johnson, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. No mm-hmm. debating that. Had some amazing years in Seattle. 110 F4, like just a ridiculous career that he put together. But mm-hmm. he also did a lot of it outside of Seattle as well. Do you think that hurts his case at all? It shouldn't. Like Griffey played outside of Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ichiro did too. So I, I don't think it does. Yeah, I, I guess more so why, why I'm asking is the fact that after he left Seattle, that's where a lot of his career accomplishments came from, right? The World Series, he had his highest career F4 season outside of Seattle. Right. He's, he's not wearing the Mariners cap in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't know if most people associate him as a Mariner. I, I think most people probably associate him with the Diamondbacks would be my guess. Um, yeah, Randy didn't leave on the best of terms, and that is because ownership absolutely threw him under the bus and backed it up several times. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that, that Randy left the way he did, I don't really hold that against him. And we also need to you know, not pretend that Felix Hernandez didn't like it's not like Felix left on like the best of terms with the Mariners either. Um, right. Well, and, and also his career decline in general was pretty sad to see. And, I, and, and that's kind of the other question that I want to ask here, you know, on the, on the flip side of the coin is how much does the recency of Felix's struggles leave a bad taste in your mouth? Well, you know, that's kind of a, a personal, like how you feel about the guy type of thing. I always felt, uh, towards the end there that Felix was Felix was basically suffering from self-inflicted damage. Uh, clearly he had lost his stuff. Um, wasn't, you know, never really had great command to begin with. He threw a lot of strikes and the stuff was so good. He would get swings and misses on it, but I never saw Felix as somebody who was willing to change, um, mm. willing to grow kind of how we saw Zach Grinke do it. Um, CC Sabathia. We've seen guys kind of, as they age out um, and they start to lose some of their stuff, they, they adjust. And, and Felix, it, my sense was that he just refused to even try it um, because I never noticed any changes. Body was the same. Delivery was the same. Arsenal was the same. There was just no changes. So that to me is, is something that, you know, it's in the back of my head, just like, you know, Randy, leaving on on pretty bad terms is in the back of my head they they both um you know they both didn't leave on top i i guess you know i mean each hero kind of had the grand like retiring and like you know and, and griffey had the same thing and griffey's last hit was a walk off like that's always cool and edgar had the huge uh fan support and and you know the huge retirement thing and then the hall of fame push and it's just like felix had a cool you know like walk off, I guess, but eh. and Randy was traded in the middle of a game. So we didn't really get that. Um, I just, I, so I look at it and I go, if it's between these two, I kind of want just the guy who I think is the better pitcher. And I think that's Randy. Sure. Um, because I think it's I, definitively Randy. I frankly. just, I don't feel like, I, I guess I would say I didn't, I never really, not i'm like trying to say this respectfully like i didn't buy into like the felix Mm. love at the end where they were like 
oh, the Mariners did Felix Hernandez dirty. I mean, not in 2018, 19, and 20, or 17, 18, 19. Like, I didn't feel like yeah. that at all. I feel like Felix let them down more so than, than the other way around. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. And I look, mean, I get I, it. I, I get that there's a lot of, um, you know, feelings towards the organization about the years that Felix pitched in and the lack of run support and all that stuff. I get that. All justified. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard, right? Because Felix is such an accomplished pitcher, but he's probably also not going to end up in the hall of fame. If we're being real. Probably and, shouldn't if we're being real. I think yeah, he's just short like of that. 50 war career F four. Like that's good. It's good player. Oh, it's a very good player. Yeah. Felix is one of those guys. If you, if you only, if you only care about peak, he's probably a hall of famer, but here he is. What? 32 years old. And nobody's even willing to give him a shot. Yeah, he's toast. He's thirty-five. No. Is he? Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah, he's thirty-five. Still, but so you figure something. Yeah, I mean, like the last three years. Frankly, honestly, even twenty sixteen was not good. Um, no, uh, no. Um, it's interesting. Like, here's the funny thing. Like, Felix is going to have his number retired by the Mariners. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and he should. Mm. The fact that Randy's jersey still has been retired, and I guess they probably just want to do Ichiro first. But, like, I don't know, man. It, the villainization of Randy Johnson and, like, kind of painting this as, like, well, he's the reason that all this is, like, there's tension here. That, to me, is, is mm-hmm. you know, gross. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing that they did with A-Rod. Yeah, they made it his fault that they tried to, you know, drastically underpay him. So... Yeah, um, I'm giving it to Randy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I just I feel like Randy's accomplishments in Seattle were just a little bit better. I mean, mm-hmm. again, era is a little tough, but Randy did, you know, make, you know, two playoff appearances to Felix's none. Randy was involved in, you know, one of the biggest moments in franchise history, two of them, actually. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the comeback against the the Angels and then obviously game five. Um, you know, Felix has the perfect game. Um, uh, Felix has mm-hmm. the Cy Young Award, should have had two. Um yeah. and I think Felix probably has the love that Randy never is mm-hmm. is probably never going to get again from Seattle, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But I I still I just think Randy Johnson's the better pitcher and when he was mm-hmm. in Seattle. And so I'm gonna give him the uh I'm going to give him the the nod here over Felix. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you that Randy is a better overall pitcher. However, I'm going to pick Felix here for the a similar reason that I picked Ichiro, right? That, or well, one of the reasons that I picked Ichiro was the fact that Felix, along with Ichiro, kept the Mariners relevant through some really dark times, and it's not. Felix's fault nor Ichiro's fault that the Mariners were really bad during those times. They were the only bright spots. They were the only ones that made the Mariners really worth watching for many years. And like you said, he should have had two Cy Youngs. I, I still disagree with the Corey Kluber choice. He had a great year that year as well, but Felix was amazing in 2014. But 
Yeah, I you know, you just you look at his prime. I mean, there's very few pitchers that you know, and, and by very few, I mean there's there's quite a few, but like in the grand scheme of things, when you think about the amount of pitchers that have come through the major leagues, there are only a few pitchers that have done what prime Felix Hernandez was able to do. He was elite and, um, and he did it all in Seattle and the city, the fan base in general rallied around him. They love Felix Hernandez. I love Felix Hernandez, even though that the last four seasons of his career in Seattle were not good, you know, really like they, they were they, garbage. It, it was, it was rough to watch, particularly the last three seasons were absolutely atrocious. Um, but despite all that, the impact that he had on this team, the impact that he had on the city, um, just the iconic nature of Felix Hernandez, which I think is also kind of, I think we've overlooked this here in this discussion. You think about the Kings court and all that stuff like Felix Hernandez was not just a really good pitcher, a great pitcher. He was an iconic pitcher and I'm not comparing him to Marshawn Lynch. Right. But like for the reason that you picked Marshawn Lynch in your Seahawk Maven Mount Rushmore was because it was partly because he was just so iconic. He was the face of that, of those Seahawks teams. And there was more to him than just what he did on the field. And that for me is, is kind of similar to, to who Felix was. There was more to Felix than just what he did on the field. So, yeah. yeah I, That's I, why I'm going Felix here. I strongly disagree with you. Um, one other name that we should probably throw out there, and it's probably a little too fresh, and, and I don't think he's one of the four, but just to just to have his name out there, to say we mentioned him, uh, Kyle Seeger. Um, kind of similar to Jay Buhner, where it's like, eh. You know, good player, good player. Um, definitely a, a Mariner Hall of Famer, but like, he's that's that's probably where it stops. It's just Mariners Hall of Famer, you know. Uh, Jersey retirement, eh. although I don't think anybody's worn mm-hmm. 19 since Buner, and I doubt anybody will wear 15, uh, <laughs> unless at least this year. <laughs> uh, watch, watch Trevor's story wear it. Chris Bryant. Yeah. Chris Bryant um, is 15, runs out to third base on opening day. <laughs> like, oh, all right, real, real quick though. What why do you why do you disagree with me about Felix? Strongly disagree. Uh, sure. Uh straight up, Randy Johnson was better. Uh Randy Johnson played in a better era than, than Felix Hernandez did. Sure. Um mm-hmm. Randy Johnson is actually a Hall of Famer. Felix probably isn't. Um, mm-hmm. and yep. honestly, I, I think that the Marshawn thing is a little bit different because Marshawn, you know, went to the playoffs and won a championship. Yeah, no, 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 no. I wasn't, I was, like I said, I wasn't trying to like directly compare the that's two. That's exactly what I was you just were saying. Like, <laughs> I was just saying, you know, like, liar, there's like, like the King's court and whatnot. There's like, a, there's like, that's true. That's iconic. There's an iconic nature to Felix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. The King's court is a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's a good point. Um, I don't know, man. I just I look at those two guys side by side, and I go, who is more, like, more Mariners? Like, who is like? And part of it is I'm trying to get the best players I possibly can. 
Um, and because I still, mm. like I said, because I'm not going to waste my breath trying to get a rod included on this thing. Um, that kind of leaves the four best players in my opinion in, in franchise history is Griffey, Edgar, mm. um, Ichiro and, and then Randy Johnson. So that's, that's why I'm going with Randy just flat out. He's better uh, than Felix. So I, I think he's a little more deserving, but um, yeah, there's no denying that the impact of, and by the way, both of these guys would be off my list if we included Dave Niehaus. Probably yeah. Lou Piniella. Although, eh, I don't know. So, yeah, like I said, I'm not, and mm-hmm. there's probably somebody out there who's who would put Felix and uh, and Randy on their list ahead of Ichiro. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I'm just saying I, I would disagree with you. But um, I feel like, like I said, I like I, I wouldn't push Ichiro off for anyone. Even if we had Dave and, and Lou eligible for this. So what, you're just going to have Dave, Lou, Ichiro, and Griffey? Because Griffey has to be on it. Yeah, no, I would have Griffey, Edgar, Ichiro, and, and uh, Dave. Oh, okay. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, I think that is the correct answer. Um, if you want to put Randy or Felix in over any of those four guys, for me it would be Ichiro, but I, I, I would not. So... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, let us know what you guys think. Randy Johnson versus Felix. Um, I have a feeling Felix will dominate this informal poll, which I totally get. Um, but uh, for me, it's 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 uh, it's Randy Johnson, and I think there's enough of a separator that there's probably like very little chance I'm going to change my uh, my tune on this. But uh, hey, you know, we'll we'll see if if Felix comes back to the org in some capacity and and you know, he's kind of becomes like the ambassador and, and all that stuff. Um, there's certainly a, a, a way that he can put himself, you know, on Mount Rushmore after he's done playing. Um, mm. Because part of what puts, you know, Edgar and Griffey and Ichiro on the, on this list is, you know, what they've done after they retired um, with the Mariners. So mm. um, yeah, there's definitely a possibility that Felix can get on, but the last three years, and just kind of like the refusal to change that that's weighing pretty heavy on, on my decision-making right now. All right. So that's going to do it for our show. And thank you so much for joining us here on locked on Mariners for Colby Patton. Node. I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and let us know who do you think should be the fourth member of the Mount Rushmore Felix or Randy, or just let us know who your Mount Rushmore is in general. Maybe you have some other changes. Uh, that you would make to to ours. So uh, you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez as well. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. And you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode, wherever you're listening to it. And uh, thank you so much uh, for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we will see you on Friday. Peace.